This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I am very excited. I have not done a Q&A in a very long time and they're kind of my favorite episodes to do. So I have a very special person here to help me to ask some of your questions and also give her advice because she is, you know, even miles ahead of me in terms of her relationship. She's getting married in September when this episode is coming out. So very, very exciting. Everybody welcome my best friend, Sarah Kerwin, to the pod. Hi, thanks for having me, Alana. And thank you for officiating this wedding that you're talking about in a month. <laughs> Guys, this episode comes she's out. crazy. She literally asked me to officiate her wedding. When First of all, when she asked me this, I had never attended a wedding. And at this point, I've attended two. And what's funny is I have had more than one person ask me now, is Alana going to introduce your wedding by saying, hey guys, it's Alana. No <laughs> Welcome way. Welcome to the wedding. Wait, that's <laughs> hilarious. I, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Part of me wants to give you permission, but it's not about me. Maybe not. It's not eh, about me. It's a little bit about you. Eh, it's only it's entirely about me. It's yeah. our day. We're getting married. We're getting married. Surprise. The boys are just there for fun. <laughs> I just um, read Kerwin part of the speech. So I'm co-officiating with one of her fiance Sam's best friends. And so we're doing it together. And my co-officiant and I have been working on the speech and we want the bride and groom's approval and their feedback and edits because we want it to be perfect for them. And so I just read her what we drafted and she started hysterically crying. Yes, we asked Alana and her co-officiant Gerard to ask everyone to put their phones away. Um, which we decided to do because we want all of our guests to be there in the moment. And she was not even through saying, please put your phones away without me having significant tears fall down my face. So (laughs) buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be at my wedding because there will be a lot of happy tears that day. You're going to have to practice reading through it and hearing it. Like maybe I'll record it for you so you can just like listen to it on repeat so you become numb to it. I'm also going to have to invest in some waterproof mascara. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Anywho, I am very excited for that. Yeah, you guys, now I'm a one-stop shop. You know, I help you find love. I help you keep love and then I can marry you too. So I'm officially a reverend. I am the clergy. I I have a a badge that says it. So I am open for business. We should have you be like our baby nurse or like in the room when I'm in labor years down the road, just so you can really add to your resume. I I think I might have a few um, more lessons to learn before that happens. (laughs) That one seems a little bit more difficult considering I've held one baby and it was one that was handed to me 
by somebody I worked with's wife. And I was like, uh, what do I do with this? I've never done this before. So we got a long way to go before that happens. We'll, we'll put you in some training lessons. <laughs> we'll work on it. Anywho, we are very excited to do this Q&A. Um, Kerwin, do you want to hit me with the first question? Yes. Your first listener said, what to do when he invites you to his party, but his other hookup is there and they are flirting. Ooh, that's really annoying. That is annoying. I've been there more than once and it's like the worst feeling ever. What did you do? God, probably. I mean, I'm going to say what I did and this is not advice for your listeners, like probably sulk or like go up to him and say something petty rather than just being confident and going to speak to him. Yeah. Um, it's happened multiple times now that I'm thinking about it. Have you ever been in that situation? Definitely. And I've also been in a situation where I think I've dug myself into a hole where I think that it's somebody else's hookup or someone else they're interested in because it looks like they're flirting. And then I make a fool of myself. I've thrown myself at the guy to try and be like, hey, I'm here. Remember me. Do you want to leave and go get pizza? Like trying to make my mark and claim this is my territory only to find out later that they're lifelong like friends or this girl. (laughs) Yeah, like it's a sister or the girl is dating his other friend. And so I think in that situation, like really... This is one where actions speak louder than words. And it's important to just pretend like this isn't happening and keep cool. And I think that will go a long, long way. And look, you can also leave. Like you can remove yourself from the situation if you're afraid that you're going to do something embarrassing or you're afraid that you're going to say something or it's really hurting you. Remove yourself from the situation. And if you need to end up saying something about it, that's totally fine. I think it's completely valid to let the person know like, hey, that was a little uncomfortable for me or I I didn't appreciate that. I was really looking forward to spending time with you and it made me a little uncomfortable seeing you, you know, flirting with this other person. So I'm really curious where you're at. But I would wait until the next day when the drinking is out of everyone's system. You're not in the heat of the moment. I think that is really how I would approach it. Yeah, though I I will say that I also have been in situations where, you know, someone says, come hang out with me, come to this party, whatever it is, and that person does end up, I see them kissing someone else or whatever it might be. And in that scenario, like, it's so easy to want to go up and make a scene, but, like, remove yourself. That person's clearly not respecting you, so, like, don't give that person another minute. Yeah, leave and and move on. It's just, again, it's action speak louder. Exactly. Like they can say, come here and then show you that there was someone else. And maybe that wasn't intentional, but it happened. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Ready for the next cue? Let's do it. All right. If you know me, you know that my dating life was riddled with dating anxiety. The second I would get home from a date, the only thing I could think of is like, oh my God, I I must have done something wrong or maybe he hates me. Maybe I'm never going to hear from him. And I'd be thinking those things even if the date went amazing. And I would literally overthink. I would self-sabotage. I would convince myself that it was over and I would stay up all night like not being able to sleep, not being able to focus on anything other than how bad this great date actually went. And what helped me get over that and really be able to say like, okay, that was a good date and I'll hear from them. And if I don't like, okay, was taking Mindset Wellness CBD's Calm Gummies after my dates. They really helped me just stay present and realize like, okay, I went on a date and I did the best I could and it went the way it went and that's all I can do. And I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to get through my day tomorrow. I don't need to be checking my phone every three seconds. And it was such a game changer for me in my dating life. So I definitely want that for you. If you are currently experiencing dating anxiety, you have to try 
head to mindsetwellness.com and use code seeing other people at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. And again, those are the calm gummies. I promise you they will help you so much. How do you handle bad or unsafe manners, i.e. drinking in Ubers, not wearing seatbelts? Do you say bye on the first date? Mm, that's tough. And I think things that go hand in hand with that are like being rude to wait staff and mm. all that stuff that we hate to see. I think in that case, you could try saying something like, oh, I don't think we should bring the drink into the car or seatbelts and see how they react, just as if you were saying it to a friend. But if there are multiple things like this are, that are happening on the first date, you might just not be compatible. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, if this is a one time occurrence, it is what it is. But if this is something like they're always rude to a waiter, then that's probably a pretty big red flag. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, exclusive versus relationship. Literally, what is the point? That is a great question for 2022. That is a really good question. And I'll start with this one because I truly felt the same way before I understood why. And I felt the same way up until I met Jake, where I was like, I don't understand if you're exclusive, you're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, you're exclusive. Like it's some form of a commitment. There's no difference. It's stupid. Why are we making more terms than we need? And what I realized when I met Jake, so we became exclusive. He actually asked me to be exclusive on our sixth date. Mind you, this was like probably two months into us talking because at one point I had gone home to visit family for a few weeks. Like there were breaks in between of us seeing each other. We were looking at the either seals or sea lions at the Central Park Zoo, <laughs> and he just brought it up that he wasn't, you know, talking to anyone else oh. or seeing anyone else and wasn't interested in it. And I wasn't expecting to, him to bring it up at that point, but I was like pleasantly surprised. And I was like, yeah, like I feel the exact same way. And then Alana's acting or saying it much chiller. She was definitely like freaking out internally and doing <laughs> jumping jacks. You're like, yeah, I was happy. Whatever. I wasn't expecting I, it. You definitely like went home, called every single person you knew. Yeah. Obviously like called, me. I probably tried to like go to the bathroom and text you. Yeah. Um, no, I think I remember saying to him after I was like, did we just become exclusive? <laughs> That's <laughs> on like, brand for you. Exclusive. Um, but at that point I do remember, you know, I wasn't ready to be his girlfriend. I wasn't ready to, call him my boyfriend and look if he asked me to be his girlfriend would I have said no no I would have been like yeah let's see how this goes you look like you want to say something yeah well I'm just wondering like if he's saying that you're exclusive and you are saying you're not ready to be his girlfriend literally what is the difference so here's what I realized is for me knowing that he was being intentional knowing that he wasn't seeing anyone else or wasn't interested in talking to anyone else that gave me the permission to fall for him and that made me feel more comfortable trusting him and you know I've had experiences in the past where if I don't hear from somebody on a Thursday Friday or Saturday night like I just assume that they're out on a date with somebody else because that's what has happened to me in my past and so hearing him you know I always had a feeling that he wasn't going on dates with other people from the time we started dating because he worked a lot of nights including the week at night so that was actually very comforting for me because I never had to worry but Hearing him say, I'm not seeing anyone else. I don't want to see anyone else or talk to anyone else. That made me feel really safe with him. And I think that's what allowed me to really open up and, you know, kind of consciously decide, okay, I can really give this my all and not have any fears that I would normally have. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward a month and I'm like, all right, like I'm in this. I want this guy to be my boyfriend. He 
went kind of quickly in terms of asking me to be exclusive. When the fuck is he going to ask me to be his girlfriend? <laughs> and it was killing me. Yeah. And every single time we hung out, I'm like, he's going to ask today. Like, he's going to ask. He's got to. But do you think there's any chance he was sitting there thinking you already were his girlfriend? Yeah. So one morning I finally, no, I did not think that at the time. But one morning I finally turned to him and said, are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend already or what? And he goes, oh, I thought you were my girlfriend. Right. That's exactly what happened to me. I freaked out. Really? And yeah. Uh, we were driving somewhere and I, we were in the car and he said like something about us, our relationship, like insignificant. And I just like word vomited, like, am I your girlfriend? And he was like, you've, what do you mean? Like you've, you've been, been my, girlfriend my girlfriend for months. Okay, and here I was like stirring for two months. Like he doesn't like me. It's so <laughs> the whole time. funny. That's like the problem with dating is that we all have different definitions. And so at the end of the day, look, like if you don't think there's a difference between being exclusive and being in a relationship, great, that's fine. But you have to make sure that the person you're dating also doesn't think there's a difference. I think you can argue that being exclusive is kind of the commitment to not seeing other people. Whereas being boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever label you want is more of a commitment to that person as a partnership. So I'm, we're exclusive, so I'm not going to go on dates, but I'm also not going to ask you what you're doing every day this week and try to coordinate plans with you those days. Like I don't owe you that quite yet. Right. Right. I mean, I, I don't necessarily believe that, but I think that's the argument of what a relationship is deeper than exclusive exclusivity. I think that's a good way to explain it. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, age gaps is your next bullet point here. Age gaps. What do you think of age gaps? So this one's tough because, look, I just turned 28. I feel like I'm at a place in my life where, like, yeah, I would personally think it's weird to date somebody 10 years older or 10 years younger. But at the same time, I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people in my lives, their parents are 10 years apart or even more than that. And it's completely normal. But sitting here now, like for me, it would feel weird. You know, my oldest brother, Andrew, he's four years older than me. And for so long, I felt like I had nothing in common with his friends. And maybe now I feel comfortable getting along with them and talking to them. But I still always felt like there was a big difference. So again, like I've dated people his age and, and even older, and it's gone totally fine. But I think it really depends on where you're at in your life. And I think what's more important than the age gap is the maturity gap. Mm, That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, to your point, just like making sure you have the same vision of things that you want in your life, right? Um, Like, you know, you could be two years apart and one person can be ready for a family and one person could be wanting to go out and have fun every night. And there's nothing wrong with either, but you just need to be aligned. Whereas I know plenty of people who are in relationships with someone 10 years older than them and they're much more aligned on what they want. So that's definitely what's important. Exactly. So yeah, I think the rule of thumb here, like I said, it's not about age gaps. It's about maturity gaps, values gaps, and you know, knowing that you want the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this question is how do you budget for a relationship? Because I think that's a huge one, especially we're two girls from New York City and things are expensive. It's also something people don't talk about. Like people talk about budgeting for dates, which again, they don't talk about enough, but dating is expensive. Mm-hmm. I know, especially if you are um, more traditional mm-hmm. and it is a man and a woman going out, very often the man will pay and it has just got to be insane for men who do pay for first, second, third dates. And, and I know it's controversial. Like I've been on the streets asking people these questions like who should pay <laughs> on the first date. I know how controversial it is. I've seen the millions of comments about it and people going at each other about it. It's really tough. Okay, okay, okay. we're not talking about dating though. We're talking about 
budgeting for a relationship. Right. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I wish you guys understood how many compliments I've been getting on my skin lately. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but hear me out. Like not just my face, but my entire body. Whenever it happens, I'm so proud and excited to tell them every single detail about it because I'm actually sticking to a skincare routine with products that make me feel so good. And I want you all to feel as good in your skin as I do, especially when you're going on dates and meeting new people. I've been using Oak Essentials, which is a line of luxurious, incredible products that actually work, especially if you're trying to achieve that natural no makeup look. Oak Essentials is by the Jenny Kane team, which means that we know their products are top of the line with the highest quality ingredients that will make you feel incredible. Okay, let's talk about the routine. I feel like things have gotten out of hand with everyone feeling like they need 27 different serums and moisturizers for their routine and to have different morning and night things when really all you need is one or two products that are really high quality, good for you, and will make an impact. So what I've been using is the Moisture Rich Balm from Oak Essentials. It supports collagen production and delivers hydration, leaving this gorgeous luminous glow. I use a little bit in the morning and a little bit more at night, and it has changed the way that my skin looks, feels, and glows. Not to mention, I feel so much more confident not wearing makeup, which also saves me time and money, so it's an all-around win. I'm calling it 2024 is the year of the natural head-to-toe glow. My followers will get 15% off their first order when they use code seeing other people at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com, promo code seeing other people. Go ahead and treat yourself at oakessentials.com. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. 
You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I want to try and stay on track, even though I have so much to say about (laughs) budgeting for dating. I think it's something where, you know, you and your partner need to really be aligned in terms of your expectations and your comfort levels surrounding what you're spending. Um, The other day, I actually Googled and looked up what percent of couples have gotten divorced because of money. And it was 41% of divorced Gen Zers. Sorry. 41% of divorced Gen Xers and 29% of boomers say their marriage ended due to disagreements about money. And I think that stuff starts when you start dating somebody. And, you know, I've seen polls and question boxes on other accounts of like, at what point do you talk about your finances with your partner or tell them what you're making? And like more than half of people will say like once we're engaged. And I'm like, that's scary. has to happen way before that, I think. Way before. Because also imagine if somebody has all this debt that you don't know about or hasn't paid off their student loans and you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's okay to want to treat yourself um, as a couple to a night out or a dinner or a show, whatever it might be. But I also think there's so many ways to get creative and do dates that are either very inexpensive or even free like I'm even thinking back to some of my favorite dates ever, which is going on a walk, going to Trader Joe's where food is extremely reasonably priced and Mm -hmm. getting a few things and doing a picnic you know they have if you find a Trader Joe wine store if you're lucky enough to have one in your town their wine is two dollars which is amazing 299 289 so it's really three dollars but it's okay it's too much chuck we'll let it happen yeah but whereas if you go out to dinner you know it's 13 dollars a glass per person and this and this and that's at a cheap restaurant and that exactly well in New York City yeah we don't know um But like, just get creative, you know, there's now there's so many streaming services and you can do all these cool classes as a couple from YouTube and art projects, whatever it might be. There's so many things you can do for inexpensive ways. Yeah. Even you and me, like we have a history of going out and buying canvases and paint and (laughs) doing our own wine and paint class instead of going and buying $50 tickets to do it elsewhere. And we have the time of our lives doing that yeah it's almost more fun yeah so I think you know being realistic about okay like if you and your partner really love going out and trying new restaurants like okay let's let's make a budget for it Jake and I literally actually have a budget Mm -hmm. for built in for monthly and yearly 
dinner dates. So figure out what feels comfortable, what maybe you have to sacrifice in order to do that, or maybe you won't go to that concert because you're going to this restaurant and fill in the other nights with certain things. Like both of us spend so much time at home with our partners playing games. Like Jake and I are addicted to <laughs> Mommy Cube. <laughs> Kerwin and, and her fiance Sam love playing backgammon. Like that's what we love to do. And that brings us joy. And, you know, that's something that has become a staple in our relationships. Yeah. And it's free. You can almost do a whole episode on date ideas. You yeah, should do that. I totally should do that. Yeah. I, I think love that, that. I would listen to that. Me too. <laughs> Get some ideas. <laughs> um, all right. Next question. What's a good way to break the ice when you match with someone you kind of know? I saw that question. I love that question. I love that question. Um, I have an answer. Do it. You'll probably have a better answer, which is like I always try to find something on a Hinge profile or whatever the dating app is um, that I have a commonality with. So if it's a show, I'll comment on the show. Sam, my fiance, he was from a town that I'd heard of nearby. So I like commented on that. So just finding like one little thing, even if it's really small and just being like, hey, like I watch The Office too, because <laughs> that's on every dating app profile. What about if it's somebody you like have met before? You know, you went to college or you're a friend of a friend and you've been in the same room before, I think is just own it. Like, hey, yeah. you're Alana's friend, right? Like, I think we've met. Or like, hi, you look really familiar. I'm not sure if we've met. If you want to play it a little bit cooler and don't want to confess fully to knowing exactly who that person is. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good strategy. I also think, let's say you went to the same college together. Like, I'd say, go cues. Like, we would send orange emojis, I think, to people yeah. we would see on apps who went to the same college. Maybe you were, you know you were at a specific party with a specific friend. Mentioned something about that friend being like, wait, so funny. We just matched. I was actually with Kerwin last week that's just funny timing Mm -hmm. you know I think there are ways you can acknowledge it and look worst case if they don't remember that's embarrassing for them not you you can also go through the mutual friend that you have and say hey what's Jake's deal whatever is he single what's he looking for see if they're close enough connected to maybe reach out to that person totally whatever it is absolutely I think it's kind of a leg up to maybe recognize someone like it just can kind of break the ice a little bit quicker in some ways absolutely I mean I I posted a TikTok about this this week where I um, read through my old messages with my friend Helena, who is mine and Jake's mutual friend. Oh, I saw and that. And getting that her funny. recommendation on him, which I accidentally did twice because <laughs> I, you know, matched with him multiple times, apparently. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Having conversations about long-term plans with significant other, like moving in together, getting engaged, et cetera. For context, this person is eight months into their relationship right now. Okay. Love this question. Really glad you asked it. And obviously, you know, eight months in is a big deal. Congratulations. And that's definitely a time where you want to start having those conversations or at least like you're thinking about it. And it'd be very shocking if that other person was not thinking about it as well. I would say, you know, don't work yourself up too much about it. They're conversations and they're things that are very normal. And I think a really easy way to kind of lean into them is by referencing a friend of yours who's, you know, making that next step. Like, oh, like Kerwin and Sam move in, move, are moving in together soon. Like she showed me their apartment. It looks so fun. Do you have any thoughts in your head or have you thought about it all? And if you would want to move in together at some point down the road and like when that would be and where we'd want to live. Mm-hmm. And also just like making small references to, oh, my rent is up. My, my lease is up mm-hmm. at the end of this year. Do you have any thoughts to what you're going to do when your lease is up or, you know. Do you think you're going to stay? Yeah. 
exactly. And I mean, a lot of these conversations are not so organic and are a little bit more challenging to have. But at the end of the day, when you feel ready and you want to make those next steps with your partner, it is important to have those conversations and make sure you're aligned, right? Like I know people who love, or I actually have one friend, she's madly in love with her boyfriend. They live together he wants kids and she doesn't and that's like a huge struggle and that's something that as hard of a decision that is like that is something you kind of have to figure out before you commit to each other forever so again a hard conversation but necessary to have yeah the sooner you can figure those out the better um I will say like it's gonna be different for every couple and you know I was talking to uh, an old friend of mine about Jake and I moving in together and this was probably like six months ago and she had been dating her boyfriend at the time for probably like a year longer than me and Jake. And she mentioned that she really wants to move in, but he wants another at least like year, year and a half of living by himself. And that's like really hard for her because she feels really ready. Like she doesn't want to wait any longer. She wants to get to that next step. And you know, if they're not going to move in together yet, that pushes back their whole timeline that length of time. And so I talked about it and it's really all about compromise. So you have to know that you might not get the answer that you want. You might not get the response that you want, but it's important to share your perspective, your thoughts, your opinions, and and hear them out in theirs and really try and understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. I think... Oh, go ahead. I I was just going to say also keep in mind not one size fits all. So Mm -hmm. if all of your friends are moving in before marriage and you might want to try something new like get married first and then live live with the person or yeah, everyone have is children and then get married like whatever like it's really whatever you want to do and what your partner wants to do that's the best path for you literally every single person is different and everyone wants different things and and has different priorities so yeah I think definitely trying not to feel too much pressure externally um one thing I, I think a conversation that's notable or worth mentioning is when I wanted to get Barkley. Jake and I had been dating for six months, seven months maybe. And, you know, I wasn't expecting my dog Zoe to pass away. And I didn't know when Zoe died. I didn't know if I was going to, you know, want another dog or not be able to look at dogs for a while. And I quickly realized that having a dog was something that not only that I wanted, but almost that I needed. I really just felt so much comfort when I was with my friend's dogs. And I would literally go over to my friend's apartments while they were not there just to sit with their dog because it was comforting to me. <laughs> did do that. So for me, that was something I realized, okay, this is really important to me. And I don't know if I want to wait for this, but I obviously need to talk about it with Jake because, you know, he's becoming a really big part of my life. And first of all, I need to make sure he's okay with it. And second of all, maybe this is something in his future five-year plan with me that, he wants to do together. So we sat down at lunch and I brought up, I really think that I want a dog and I'm ready for one. But at the same time, I know that a lot of couples move in together, live together for a bit and then get a dog together. And if that's something that you want to do together, that's important to you that we do that together. Let me know because I want to know that I don't want to just do this if that's important to you. And maybe I would be willing to wait if it's something that would really matter to you. And he was like, I appreciate you saying that, but I wouldn't think of it any less as our dog when the time came, if you got one now. And so I was like, okay, can we go look at puppies now? <laughs> and we did. And now, and now we, have a we had an adoption <laughs> ceremony. Barkley adopted Jake to be his dad after my single momhood for about a year. And I think it's really important that I brought that up rather than just being like, okay, I'm going to go get a dog now. Yeah. Cool. Is that cool with you? Doesn't matter because that's what I'm doing. I do think that it is important. Not that I at all think this is going to happen with you and Jake, but 
when you do make decisions like that to get a dog pretty early on into your relationship, you do need to think worst case scenario. If you and Jake didn't work out, what would we do with the dog? Who would keep him? Who would care for him? Whatever. Financially, could I do this independently? I've heard about lawsuits, like people being served because someone takes the dog. Oh, if Sam and I were to break up, there would definitely be a lawsuit, but I would win. But yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You had to make a PowerPoint in order to get Sam to say yes to Pony. Sure did. Could send it out to any of Alana's listeners. It worked. (laughs) Took a few months, but it worked. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one last thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. All right. We have time for one more question, and this is a long one, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I started dating a guy this summer. I'm 20 years old and he's 21. He initially said he was looking for something casual that may or may not involve to a serious relationship. We texted every day continuously, hundreds of texts per day, for two months from morning until night. Every day he would text me a good morning and a good night text as well. We were both home for the summer from college and live over an hour away. We both don't have cars, so it was difficult to meet. However, we met four times in New York City for dinner, movies, and walking around Uh, and each date lasted five to six hours. We had so much in common and come from similar cultural backgrounds. We both said we had a great time after the date and ended with kisses. Before he went back to college last week, he said he still wanted to continue to talk to me. For the first time, I asked if we were exclusive, and he said no. I asked if he liked me, and he said definitely likes me, but needs to figure out how he likes me. I asked what that meant, and he needed to figure out if he likes me more casually or more serious. Since he's been back at college, I've only gotten a text midday where we text for about an hour no more good morning and no more good night text I go to I go back to college next week which is hundreds of miles away from him I really like him but I don't want to get hurt do you think I should continue to text him or should I tell him if you're not sure about me by now then I just want to move on that is a question that I feel like a lot of people can relate to that's a really good question and and I got this email a few days ago and um, I'm going to make sure that this listener gets this answer before this episode comes out um, because I want her to to, you know have that support but this is really tough 
It is really tough. I don't have an immediate answer. I'm kind of thinking about it. I do. Because, yes, there were so many amazing moments and he was so consistent and you would see each other and it was great and you have so much in common and value the same things. But when the consistency changes, when suddenly somebody can't give you an answer, when, you know, you say, are we exclusive? And they say no. All of that adds up to you no longer feeling safe in this situation. You can't rely on this person anymore. And you're sitting there. I know the feeling. You're sitting there in pain. You're sitting there like in agony, you know, checking your phone a million times a day, waiting for him to text you. And then that one time that he does, it's this hit of dopamine. And it's like, okay, maybe this will continue. Maybe things are good. Like he is here for me. But then you don't know when you're going to get that next text from him. And it sounds like, you know, he's been back at college and he's distracted. Who knows what he's doing? Who knows, unfortunately, what he's doing, whatever with, who he's doing, whatever with. And especially with going back to your school now, which is hundreds of miles away, there is not going to be a quick solve for this. There is no easy answer. And so I would say exactly what you said, like just letting him know if you're not sure about me by now, then I want to move on. And fortunately for you, I will say, I think going back to school is the perfect time for that Mm -hmm. and the perfect distraction. I also think that because he was so quick to be uncertain once getting back to school, that does unfortunately speak volumes. Um, But what is important is to kind of take a step back. And when you're in college, focus on you and focus on the people that are actually in person. And when it comes to, you know, winter break or next summer, spring break, whatever, and you're still thinking about this person, then reach out and say, hey, like, what's your status? Are you still thinking about me? Have you moved on? Um, And then kind of reassess. I know so many people in college who did take a long break um, from their relationship to kind of enjoy college and being in the moment. And today are back together since graduating and have worked it out. You know, I think I've always said this, but I think being single and kind of having that experience in college is really, really important because then you will have the rest of your life to be with someone that you love and who loves you um, and has no questions about it. So just kind of take advantage of this time. And if you meet someone that does do those things for you, that's amazing. But if not, that's okay too. I couldn't agree more. And all that being said, you know, you don't even have to reach back out over the break and say, are you still interested? You could just say like, hey, let's catch up. Yeah, totally. It doesn't have to be so intense. Yeah. And you just don't want to look back on college and be like, wow, I missed out on all of these things. And I spent so much time being upset about this person who wasn't even there. When I was in this magical place, you and I had the time of our lives in college. And well, I was just going to say, I can definitely speak for both of us that we have both been in places that we are staring at our phones being like when is this person going to text us and we ruin our days and we ruin each other's days by like (laughs) we have way too many stories way too many and looking back in retrospect none of those people who we were waiting on text for are significant to us and we are both in very happy and healthy relationships and like in the moment it feels like I'm never going to find someone that I connect with this much again and this stinks but like I promise you there will be someone else who will be better because they will send you that good morning text every single day. Yeah. And they're not going to make you feel that pain of wondering because you're going to know you can count on them. You're going to know that they're always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the key to a relationship. A healthy relationship is just not even having to guess twice if they're there for you because you already know and are reassured that they are. Absolutely. Kerwin, before I let you go and as we approach your wedding... 
What's the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever gotten? So this is such a cliche, but it's so true. Be yourself. You have to be yourself in a relationship because then someone will love you for you and you don't want to be pretending to be something you're not. I'm glad you said that because a huge part of my speech for you for with officiating your wedding is about how you are your whole fucking weird self with Sam and yeah. how he loves you for that. And for those looking for someone who is like, I will never find someone because I'm a weirdo. Alana can attest. Oh I God, am no. the biggest weirdo <laughs> in the, in the world. world. And I am myself and somebody somehow loves me for that. And he must have issues clearly if he, if he gives <laughs> in to all my for all of his weirdness yeah there's definitely a lot more weirdness coming from my end totally but hey we <laughs> and I love you too for your weirdness <laughs> most of the time <laughs> thanks <laughs> I'm kidding um what about you Alana no I don't like this question nobody ever asks me I'm I know all, no one's allowed to ask me I'm only allowed to ask everybody else um you might be a dating expert right now but I don't know I, I do know that you have not been one forever. This so you have true. clearly gotten advice along your I've journey. gotten a lot of advice. Um, I think the best piece of relationship advice that I have gotten and that I have to give is that people always say a relationship is 50-50. It's not. And it can't be. Because then you're only giving half and you're only expecting half of them. A relationship needs to be 100-100. And that's not to say that you're always going to be able to give 100. But you have to always want to give as much as you can. There are going to be times where you take more than you give. There are going to be times where you need support and they are there to give it to you. And there are going to be times when they need support and you're there to get to give it to you. You guys have to be all in. You can't be one foot in, one foot out. It can't be 50 and 50. It has to be a hundred and a hundred in order for a relationship to really work. Both people need to want it to work as much as the other. That's really good advice. I love that. Yeah. It's also in my speech. I'm giving Stop it! All it. Away. I'll get Stop! It. You're not allowed to say this to me. I know. I know. Stop it! Ah! Well, this has been lovely. Thank you, Kerwin, for being here. Thanks for having me. Such and a fun little surprise in the afternoon. I'm gonna do this more often now that I'm working next door. Oh my god! I'm so excited, you guys. Kerwin is literally starting a new job now that is a block and a half away from here. My apartment. 50% of me took this job because it was the job that I was looking for. And 50% of me took this job because I knew I'd be next to Alana's apartment. So And 50 plus 50 equals 100. Exactly. But only when it's coming from one person, <laughs> not two people. Full circle. <laughs> 100% of me took this apartment because I knew that in a year and a half from moving in, she would get a job right nearby. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to send this episode to a friend, to the group chat. Uh, share it on your story. If you loved it, you can always buy me a coffee. If you want to support the podcast, the link is in the show notes for that. And if you want to schedule an emotional support human session, so that's one-on-one dating advice, vent session, whatever you need with me or a dating app profile revamp the links to that are also in the show notes and make sure you're following subscribe five star rating and review if you haven't yet those go such a long way and i love you all and i'll see you next time